welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Okay, um, Kathy, uh, welcome to uh, this morning. morning. This is uh, now Tuesday. We've been talking about uh, obviously our series on prayer, which mm-hmm. uh, has many, many dimensions to it, by the way. Um, Absolutely. And it's so beautiful. Fundamentally, it's it's a life that we get to have with God and the privilege of that, uh, dialoguing with him, and we have the Holy Spirit within us. And uh, we had a great question come up that we started yesterday about um, tongues mm-hmm. and where does all that fit right. uh, in the process. And uh, let's see if we can reset it up and then keep talking about it. By the way, we... We said yesterday we were going to talk about uh, the uh, tragedy in Nashville. We'll actually go ahead and pick that up tomorrow. Um, so uh, it's still There's more to this conversation than we got to finish yesterday. Still, so. still a question. Uh, so uh, remember, tongues started in um, Pentecost when mm-hmm. the, when the Holy Spirit came on. Fire uh, was identified. Flames of fire, like this, is supernatural stuff. Uh, everybody's experiencing it. And uh, think of the two tongues fundamentally is I speak in my language, which is what Peter was doing. Mm-hmm. And people were hearing it in their language. Right. Uh, and he wasn't going through an interpreter, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, to have all these different people hear it. It was he just spoke it while he was speaking it. It was translated literally physically remember because the sounds had come through their ears into their language and so the power of the holy spirit is remarkable it's just beautiful that can take you know and by the way he said that primarily that piece of it is a a big uh, piece of tongues primarily for unbelievers mm-hmm. that um they're they're that would demonstrate his power right? they're hearing they know that you're not speaking their language Mm-hmm. But they're hearing it in their language, and they immediately, just like it happened at Pentecost, is like, how is that possible? Right. Well, because of the power of God, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is real. And that one day, 3,000 people came to know Christ. Mm-hmm. They heard the words, but more importantly, they heard the words. Right. It's right. Jesus. It's Jesus. It's mm-hmm. salvation. It's what he did for us at the cross. Remember, there's Jews who are, who are used to a big-time system. Mm-hmm. And in literally a few moments, it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> got it. They heard the words, and, and it was in, through a process of tongues. Okay, the other piece of it is a, a, a prayer language or a, mm-hmm. a angelic language mm-hmm. that um, I'm speaking it. Right. I can identify that it's not me because I'm not, I'm not consciously saying anything per se. Right. I'm speaking it, and and then others, if they're if it's in there, and there's two scenarios. So, uh, and we didn't really break this down yesterday as, as clearly as we could have. Um, in a public scenario, mm-hmm. 
um, if it's done publicly where there's more than uh, you know a couple people, and I speak in tongues in this angelic language, on the other side of it is an interpreter. Right. And he can interpret because God is speaking to him, interesting enough, in his language, mm-hmm. that these words, that that person doesn't know what, he, what he's saying, you can understand it. Right. And now tell everybody what it means. Um, and so publicly, if there, if there is a public speaking in tongues in this language that nobody in the room primarily knows, because it's angelic, mm-hmm. somebody has to interpret it. Otherwise, it's not really tongues, public, right. publicly. Okay, the, the, the one we didn't get into much was there is a private piece of this. Right. Um, and that is that um, I am speaking it. I feel like a prayer language with God, dialoguing um, with God. I dialogue with God. Now, I don't, at the surface, there's nobody next to me mm-hmm. that is going to tell me what that means. Mm-hmm. God may or may not. Ultimately, he's got to get me to the point of understanding truth and wisdom and, and the beauty of life because he, he says it's not like we're foreigners, Mm-hmm. And never going to understand each other is said. I'll. I need to have you understand the life, which is, by the way, the way the disciples operated with Christ. They had a common language. They asked questions and got answers. He mm-hmm. said that's primarily the, the work of prayer. Okay, so let's explore that private a little bit more. Go to First uh, Corinthians uh, fourteen. We started with that, and there's a verse that we we didn't spend any time on it, but it's important. First fourteen two. Because. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Okay, so um, first of all, he says, when you're in that private place, you're not, you're not, and remember all these other things are to communicate to the, the broader group. Mm-hmm. In this case, you're not speaking to men, you're speaking to who? To God. To God. Okay, so it's a private Mm-hmm. process of experiencing this angelic gift that is saying there's there is higher things here and we are connecting um, mm-hmm. so you you understand that you're speaking to, to God not to men um, okay um, then go down to um, uh, start in in verse uh, 13 he says that you know uh, uh, desire do do desire that Right. Uh, but he but he goes on to help us understand something. Go go ahead and read verses thirteen uh, through eighteen. Okay. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with them with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit. How will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not understand what you say? For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. Yeah. So um, he says that... um, uh, first of all, he said, you know, that you can have this uh, this language, and that if you're in the body, and ultimately for yourself, it's to receive understanding, 
mm-hmm. um, as you progress. So, he, so basically what he's saying is that it's not that you personally, if you're privately, have to have, well, what did that just mean? Mm-hmm. It could be, um, I'm just elevating you to the spiritual place that you understand. even a point of surrender. A point of surrender. And then, by the way, don't, in a sense, stay there and think that that's spiritual and and that's all I do. He says, ultimately, it's got to lead to you having wisdom Mm -hmm. and understanding and life's answers. So it it does happen. even knowing more clearly what to pray sometimes. And and then know, know what to do next. He said, so it's important to keep... Don't let that be your marker mm-hmm. that you're more spiritual. It's just that you're experiencing a spiritual, wonderful thing that ultimately you've got to get to the point of talking to God and receiving understanding. And he said, so he said, I would rather speak with understanding than all of this without it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not more spiritual per se. Uh, it's just a piece of the puzzle. Uh, okay, so now, then go down to... Um, uh, verse uh, 26 um, and go down to verse 33, 26 to 33. How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there's no interpreter, let him keep silent in church and let him speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent. For you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For if God is by the... For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Yeah. So he says um, publicly, he said that entering and not the same for prophecy, the same for tongues, mm-hmm. is um, if it's public, it has to be interpreted and it has mm-hmm. to be open to God speaking about it, mm-hmm. even the prophetic, which is why, by the way, uh, no... Uh, Excuse me. Uh, Peter says in in Second Peter one, no prophecy is a private interpretation. Mm-hmm. Is that you know, you, it can easily get distorted if you're not opening that up to. Mm-hmm. Here's what I hear God saying. What else do you hear? With a heart to really hear. See, right. As opposed to, well, I know, and I'm going to tell you, and you better. Well, then mm-hmm. that's prideful, and that's not of God well, by definition. Right. You right. Know? So. You said if there's tongues, it has to be interpreted. If it's not, if there's no interpreter, then you got to be you got to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he then he says, take it privately to God. Right. Um, which okay, um, I can have private conversation with God. I don't have to have an interpreter. I might not even mm-hmm. understand it, but I can I can experience it. Ultimately, he says, you still have to have wisdom and understanding mm-hmm. and clarity, and you have the privilege of that. So don't let it say I need to have that to be spiritual. Right. It's if you have it, experience it, rejoice at it, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know enjoy it. And he said the same thing about prophecy. Okay, so let's go back to First Corinthians twelve, which talks about the gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked last time uh, about. Uh, I don't want you to be ignorant of it. Um, it's uh, there's uh, 
the diversity of gifts, the same spirit, diversity of ministry, the application of those gifts, the same Lord, and the diversity of, of personal experiences with that. So think of it as exponential. Mm-hmm. It's infinitely exponential of how this can play out. Mm. And he said, you can't box it in. Right. Um, so don't look at it, well, it's this and it's this and it's this. He said, it's exponential how this works. So there's all these gifts that can be done in all these different ways and in different applications infinitely. Mm-hmm. So the actual thing is where you experience it. Mm-hmm. He said that can be unique and and that's why you can't box it in. So he said, right. you know, be careful of that. Okay, so then uh, he goes on and explains this. So go ahead and read verses now 7 through 11. 12, 7 through 11? Yeah, 12, 7 through 11. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, and to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But if one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each individually as we as he wills, okay. but one in the Spirit. Yeah works all these things, distributing each as he wills. Yeah, so um, he said it's manifested, and in verse 11, it says who directs that? He does. The Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. As I will, and think of it according to, remember, and, and we learned this in Romans, what's the Holy Spirit doing? Understanding God's will and mm-hmm. and having it be operational for us right. and, and, and understandable by us. So he says, as the Father wills, I carry that out. Each and everybody at the moment that is needed right. and it's going to be manifested because I can give it to everybody uh, and each as I will, as I will, mm-hmm. and not like I willy-nilly. On demand as, you know, as yeah. he needs it in that particular yeah. situation. I don't just decide to do it. There's a purpose behind it because you're you're edifying the body. He says, okay, so, uh, and he, he lists the gifts. Uh, and he said the manifestation is given to offer the profit of all. So the manifestation, mm-hmm. the word there is the experience and the um, release of the spirit is happening at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's not you have this permanent gift. Right. Um, I give gifts, and you, you're a prophet, and you're tongues, and you're this, and you're that. It's no, I'm a, everybody can experience all of these at any time. Mm-hmm. And by the way, don't you ever say you have that gift. As soon as you did, you just elevated to pride. Mm-hmm. And then, by the way, if you say, I've got the gift of prophecy, for example, and people around you believe it, Interesting enough, right. what, what do they do? They end up asking you to do that more, and then, okay. and then often... You tell me what yeah. God says. Right. And God says, uh, no. Um, you come to me. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, because all my sheep, what, hear my voice? Right. I'll let you know. Now, by the way, what's this about? It's, it's a mm-hmm. special, unique, what's called an anointing. Mm-hmm. A manifestation used for the purpose of the body where I'm giving you a accelerated experience of this at the moment right. more more than you typically would do so like for example 
uh, it starts out and says, to one is given the word of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, let's just take that one. In James chapter five, uh, 1, verse 5, what does it say? If you lack what? It says, if you lack wisdom to ask, and he gives to all generously. I'll give it to everybody. So by definition, wisdom isn't a unique gift mm-hmm. that only certain people have. Right. Everybody is called to have the gift, gift or to have the experience of wisdom. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, it's when you don't have it, you just ask for it and I'll give it to you. Right. Okay, now there's certain situations where uh, because of what's needed for the body, for you personally, there's somebody standing next to you. I'm going to give them a, an extra anointing manifestation power of the Spirit to receive this gift of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's going to be given to you as the recipient. Mm-hmm. So he says, be willing to, do, to be on both sides of that. And that is, I may choose you if you have a heart. I'm going to use you to have this special gift of wisdom for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, somebody else is going to have that gift of wisdom for you. Are you willing to be a recipient of that? Mm-hmm. So in other words, don't even limit to, yeah, but you just said if I lack wisdom, I just ask you, you'll give it to me. He said, I will. Right. But sometimes there's necessity for me to actually anoint somebody else to assist you for the sake of them experiencing it and for you to experience it. Why? Right. For the purpose of the body. So everybody can do it. And he, and he talks about faith and all that. So and we know something. Without faith, it's what? Impossible to please it's impossible God. impossible to please God. So it can't be, well, I don't have any faith, so I don't please them. But hey, you do. You got the gift of faith, mm-hmm. so you tell me what to do. God said, no, it doesn't. You know, So don't, don't categorize. Right. Somebody has that gift. We all have these gifts. Um, and he says... You know, wisdom, healing, faith, uh, miracles, prophecy, and then tongues. Mm-hmm. Um, he said uh, different kinds of tongues. Think of the think of the categories. Right. Uh, speaking to unbelievers in my language, and they're hearing it in their language. I'm speaking to believers in a prayer language that somebody interprets. Mm-hmm. It's private. Um, and God is just elevating me into the spiritual experience. So he said that, yeah, you're going to have different kinds of tongues. Um, and then, by the way, when it's necessary, you'll have the interpretation of it um, that I'll give to somebody in the room. And by the way, it, it, might, it might be you. He said, I give it so that um, it's going to work all in all. Uh, he said, okay, now let's talk about the purpose of that. So read verses uh, 12 uh, down to um, uh, 26. 12 to 26? Yeah. Yeah. Um, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye can say to the hand, I, the eye cannot say to the hand, 
I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable on these, we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Yep. And then jump down to uh, 29 to 31, just to cap it. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all have the gift of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. Yeah, and then he goes on to the greatest gift is love. So that mm-hmm. um, he says it's um, it's for the body. By definition, he says, don't ever highlight that you're better than somebody else. Mm. Uh, that, well, I'm this. Because he says, does the foot say, well, I'm not that important and he says no you're kind of important um so don't ever think two things you're better than somebody else Mm -hmm. or that you're less than somebody else right he said don't don't think of yourself well yeah but i don't have that gift of i don't seem to experience tongues or i don't experience prophecy i must not be as holy as yeah Yeah. (laughs) and he says well don't even think that way Mm -hmm. just what do i have you do and what do i have you experience uh and then he says does everybody have all these gifts no right. uh, it'll come and go as it as it wills um, and so don't he said don't set it up so that there's a hierarchy or a spirituality and by the way he says when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. everybody is in the same place so don't there's not a second baptism there's not a you're more holy when you speak in tongues Mm-hmm. Um, it's a part of it. It can it can be experienced. It's to be embraced, but don't highlight it as a necessity. Um, right. It's rather, are you enjoying the life of God as you mature in Christ? You might experience a variety of things at a variety of times. Enjoy it, mm-hmm. um, and never hold yourself up as more spiritual, less spiritual. Uh, it's about where are you, first of all, you enjoy my covenant life for you. Mm-hmm. You're at peace. You're in joy. Now give it away and be willing to serve through these giftedness, mm-hmm. the body, for what? Their edification. And by the way, it's always by imitation, just like God right. says. You know, is that, hey, would you like to learn this? So if I said to this couple, I think you're seeing it backwards. Would you consider this? Now they could have said, look, I don't care what you say. This is it. Mm-hmm. My my reaction would have been okay. Um, I'm not here to persuade you. I'm not here to say anything about what you should or shouldn't do. I'm just exercising a gift to invite you to you go process further with God and receive mm-hmm. the life of God has for you. That's not my burden. It's my privilege, right? To invite you. And by the way, that's why um, uh, when God gives us these assignments. We need to embrace them because he said, you're the only one standing there in this group around you that has a clue of how to hear and exercise a gift for their benefit, which by the way, if they receive it, 
they're going to get there too. Mm-hmm. But you're the privileged one that I've chosen to give this message. Right. In this moment. Yes. And by the way, don't take on the burden of it. Not about the outcome. Mm-hmm. It's about the privilege of it. Uh, so that, yeah, the, you know, tongues is, is a part of, of uh, the spiritual giftedness. Um, it's not to be highlighted as more important. It's, it's also not to be diminished as it doesn't exist. Right. Uh, it really is there. People can experience it in a healthy way and just keep it clear is if I'm with unbelievers, it's this way. If it's with believers, it needs interpretation. If it's private, enjoy it, but don't feel like every time I go to prayer, by the way, prayer is all the time anyway, mm-hmm. I've got to have tongues. No, you right. don't. Um, right. It's more important to talk to God and let him talk to you. <laughs> right. And if he manifested in that moment, he manifested in that moment. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll uh, finish that. We'll pick this up tomorrow about the uh, Nashville deal. So we want to you know come back to that. We'll, we'll kind of cap this just one more time about what it means uh, in prayer, but... Um, again, if you if you've heard it and processed these last two days, and you have more questions about it, which which is good, send them in, uh, and we'll be happy to keep uh, talking about this. This is one of those things that's kind of tricky, mm-hmm. um, and people wonder about it. And all I would encourage you to do is the, the Bible is pretty clear. Receive what it says, and don't try to get around it by saying, "Oh, well, that's what it says." Like for example, if it's public and needs interpretation, it's not fuzzy. There's right. no way around that. So why don't you just receive it? Um, right. And if you're experiencing it where it's not there, it's not really tongue. Sorry, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to process it, you know, even further. So we will. So anyway, have a have a good day. And Kathy, we will pick pick up tomorrow what happened with, with Nashville. Another another little light topic to talk about, right? Right, right. <laughs> you got them all coming right now. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing and continuing the conversation on this topic. Hope you guys all enjoyed this and found it interesting and challenging. I suggest go back into these passages and really wrestle through them yourselves, too, yeah. and see what God's speaking to you. But thanks for joining us and hope you have a great afternoon. Yep. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.